Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the TR90 Body Burn 30 support call. This call happens Monday through Friday at this time, which for me is 6.40 Pacific Time, 7.40 Mountain Time, 8.40 Central Time, and 9.40 Eastern Time. Thrilled to have you along with us. If you ever, excuse me, if you ever miss these calls, you can pick them up on an application called SoundCloud or wherever you get your podcasts by putting in Frank, F-R-A-N-K, Lomas, L-O-M-A-S, and Tier 90, or Frank Lomas Solutions, the digit four, anti-aging, all pushed together is one word. If you're listening to this and it's a podcast, if you dial in to 712-775-8972, and when it prompts for the conference code, six-digit conference code, put in 910022 to join us live. Our panel goes these calls in support of your TR90 efforts. And with that being said, I'm Susan Mann out of Portland, Oregon, welcoming you to the call. I come to you with an education background, but huge interest in health, nutrition, and exercise dating back more than four decades. And um, I really like the TR90 program because it actually helps set your lifestyle up for a um, really good going forward are really well from going forward. So that TR90 program, when you're first starting out, is your one main meal a day, two shakes a day, three snacks a day, 30 grams of protein at at least three of those meals. Taking your supplements 15 to 20 minutes before a meal is best, but if not, do take them with your meals. Many times I had to take mine with my meals and it still works. Um, I can attest to that. Seven plus servings of fruits and vegetables every single day. Those fruits and vegetables will give you your macronutrients, which are your fats, your proteins, your carbohydrates, your your micronutrients, which are your, is your vitamins and minerals. And the other thing that fruits and vegetables will give you is fiber. Fiber helps in two ways, one of which is with satiety or that feeling of fullness. The other thing that fiber helps with is for good digestive health long-term. And guys need about 45 grams of fiber daily for that. Ladies, we need 32 grams of fiber for that same purpose. And uh, it's just that is something that's really good for you. Anyway, 30 minutes to moderate to heavy exercise at least five days a week. That moderate to heavy exercise could be whatever you desire it be, to be. It could be housework, it could be dancing, it could be swimming, it could be running, it could be whatever, hiking, whatever gets you excited up and moving. You can do it in one 30-minute chunk, two 10-minute chunks, no, two 15-minute chunks, or three 10-minute chunks. So um, fitting it in however you need to, to make it work in your lifestyle. The other thing that you need to be taking a look at if you're exercising moderately to heavily, five days a week for 30 minutes, well, then that's your hydration. And your baseline for hydration is you take your weight and you divide it by two, and that's the number of ounces of water you should be drinking to start with, and then if you're exercising heavily, you'll need to increase up from there. So, for instance, if you weigh 100 pounds, you need to start out with 50 ounces of water, but if you're exercising heavily or if you're perspiring because you are in 
a humid area, then you need to increase that to offset what you're losing in body moisture. And then the last thing that I like to recommend has to do with sleep, which is in all the studies that I've read and research I've done over the last 10 years, says seven to nine hours of good quality sleep a night. That sleep really helps do what I call a series of system resets in your body while you're sleeping. It stores memories. It repairs muscles and tissues. It clears out toxins. It just does a multitude of different things. If you're getting short on sleep, it will affect your brain like having one to two drinks of alcohol, which then slows down your thinking and your thought processes and you start choosing things that are easier because it's not as, uh, you're not really feeling up to it. So making sure you're getting that good quality sleep most of the time is really, really in your best interest. So today I'm sharing some information out of a book that's called Eat to Live. It was written by Joel Furman, F-U-H-R-M-A-N-M-D. And um, we're going to jump into, surprise, lean people live longer, which is a little bit of a surprise. In the Nurses Health Study, researchers examined the associations between body mass index and overall mortality and mortality overall mortality and mortality from specific causes in more than 100,000 women after limiting the analysis to non-smokers it was very clear that the longest lived women were the leanest the researchers concluded that the increasing permissive us weight guidelines are unjustified and potentially harmful. Dr. I. Min Lee of Harvard School of Public Health said her 27-year study of 19,297 men found that there was no such thing as being too thin. Obviously, it is possible to be too thin. However, it is uncommon and usually called anorexia but that is not the subject of this um, talk. Among men who never smoked, the lowest mortality occurred in the lightest fifth of the group. Those who were the thinnest, 20% in the early 1960s, were two and a half times less likely to have died of cardiovascular disease by 1988 than those in the heaviest fifth, overall, the thinnest were two-thirds more likely to be alive in 1988 than the heaviest. Lee stated, we observed a direct relationship between the body weight and mortality. By that, I mean that the thinnest fifth of men experienced the lowest mortality and mortality increased progressively with the heavier and heavier weight. The point is not to judge your ideal weight by traditional weight loss tables, which are based on the Americans' overweight averages. After carefully examining the 25 major studies available on the subject, I found, and that's Dr. Furman speaking, that the evidence indicates that the optimal weight as determined by those who live the longest 
occurs at weights at least 10% below the average body weight table. Most weight guideline charts still place the public at risk for reinforcing at unhealthy overweight standard. By my calculations, it is not merely 70% of Americans who are overweight. It is more like 85%. And a good, as a good rule of thumb, for optimal health, longevity and longevity, a man should not have more than one half inch of skin that he can pinch near his umbilicus or belly button. And a woman should not have more than one inch. Almost any fat on the body over this minimum is a health risk. If you have gained even as little as 10 pounds since the age of 18 or 20, then you could be at significant increased risk for health problems such as heart disease, high blood pressure, and diabetes. The truth is that most people who think they are at the right weight still have too much fat on their body. A commonly used formula for determining ideal body weight is as follows. For women, approximately 95 pounds for the first five feet of height, then four pounds for every inch after that. So if you're five foot four, you're, you take those 95, you add 16, so that means you should be at 111. If you're five six, 95 plus 24 equals 119. Men, approximately 105 pounds for the first five feet of height, and then five pounds for every inch thereafter. Therefore, a five foot 10 male should weigh approximately 155 pounds. All formulas are approximate ideal weights are only rough guidelines since we have, all have different body types and bone structure. Bone, uh, body mass index or BMI is used as a convenient indicator of overweight risk and it is often used in the medical investigations. BMI is calculated by dividing the height in kilograms by the height in millimeters and meters squared. Another way is to, cal to calculate the BMI is to use this formula. Weight in pounds times 703 over height in inches squared. A BMI over 24 is considered overweight and greater than 30 is obese. However, it is just as easy for those of us merely to use waist circumference. I prefer waist circumference and abdominal fat measurement because BMI can be inaccurately high if the person is athletic and very muscular. Ideally, your BMI should be below 23 unless you are lift weights and are considered and have considerable muscle mass. As an example, I am at Average height and build, 5'10", 150 pounds. My BMI is 21.5. My waist circumference is 30.5. Waist circumference should be measured at the navel. The traditional view is that men who have a waist circumference over 40 inches and women with one over 35 inches are significantly overweight with a high risk of health problems and heart attacks. 
Evidence suggests that abdominal fat measurement is a better predictor of risk than the overall weight or size. Fat deposits around your waist are a greater health risk than excess fat in other places, such as the hips and the thighs. What, what if you feel that you are too thin? If you have too much fat on your body, if you feel you are too thin, then you should exercise to build muscle to gain weight. I often have patients tell me they think they look too thin or their friends and family tell them they look too thin, even though they are still clearly overweight. Bear in mind that with their standards, you may be too thin or at least thinner than they are. The question to ask is, is their standard a healthy one? I doubt it. Either way, do not try to force yourself to overeat to gain weight. Eat only as much food as your hunger drive demands and no more. If you exercise, your appetite will increase in response. You should not try to put on weight merely by eating because that will only add to fat on your, to your frame and not muscle. Additional fat, regardless of whether you like the way you look, whether you're fatter or not, will shorten your lifespan. Once you start eating healthfully, you, will, you may find that you are getting thinner than expected. Most people lose weight until they reach their ideal weight and then they stop losing weight. Ideal weight is an individual thing, but it is harder to lose muscle than fat. So once the fat is off your body, your weight will stabilize. Stabilization is a thin, muscular weight occurs because your body gives you strong signals to eat, signals that I call true hunger. True hunger maintains your muscle reserve and not your fat. So that's where we're at for today. Tomorrow we'll be jumping into the only significant in the only way to significantly increase lifespan. I hope you found this of interest today. You can always uh, they come out with scales now that are like the Omrons, the where muscle mass versus fat. Those are a good scale to, to actually take a, to use because they're not lo just looking at the number, but they're giving you the percentage of body fat versus muscle mass, and that will give you a better idea of. Um, just how healthy you are. With that, this is Susan Mann from Portland, Oregon, signing out on November 16th, 2023. At the top of the hour, if you scoot over to Facebook One Team Global Live, one of our leaders will be sharing some information with you on how to build a new skin business or things that may be happening within the new skin world. Thrilled to have you along with us, and I hope to see you back here again tomorrow. Feel free to share your thoughts or comments once I take this off of mute. And if you're one of my quiet people and would prefer to send me a text, you can definitely do that at 503-502-4863. Just let me know you're part of the TR90 group and uh, with any thoughts or questions, and I will respond back to you. So I hope you found that informative.
And if there's no other thoughts or comments, I'm going to go ahead and let us go, and I'll see you back here again tomorrow. <laughs>